The Minnesota Vikings have two big needs in this offseason, cornerback and wide receiver. What are their options? We're going to discuss it next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL, National Scout over at the Draft Network, and your favorite yet local running back guru. And, you know, I'm always, I'm always you know, just in the presence of royalty with the champions. Man, man. Come on, man. My, my, my guy, Keith Sanchez, who you can find on Twitter at the talent code. Keith, talk to him, baby. Blocked on. What's up, man? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the draft network, man. And like my guy DP just talked about 2019 national champ. Yes, those LSU fighting Tigers, man. But you know why we're here, man. We're here to bring you championship level content surrounding the NFL draft philosophy, perspective, players, rosters. Um, so we have a couple things, man. We're going to talk about those kings of the north, right? We have to talk about the AFC least, maybe. And then we have to talk about the AFC West. And uh, it might get a little Broncos country. Let's ride in there. DP, before we get started, man, why don't we go ahead and kick them off with our title sponsor? This episode of Locked On is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Area. The Nissan area is the EV for people who love to drive. Learn learn more at NissanUSA.com. Keith, getting into it, man, and, and for this show, the, the Kings of the North, the Minnesota Vikings, you know, finally got over that hump of knocking Aaron Rodgers off the, the, the pillar in their division. They had, and, and they were one of the they had one of the better records in this in the in the NFL and the NFC last year, especially NFC North when they took the division. They need cornerback and wide receiver help right now, Keith. And, and I want to look at it from a draft perspective. They have a first-round pick. What are the options that, that you feel strongly about for them? Yeah, so you you mentioned the cornerback position. And, man, the Minnesota Vikings are that team. I feel like they always draft a cornerback, and then they always need a cornerback. So they definitely need a cornerback, man. So with the first-round pick, and like, like I said, the cornerback – class is probably the most deep class to me in this entire class and then the wide receivers right I, and I, I have to kind of get into this a little bit man I've, I've pretty much watched all of the top probably 20 wide receivers and feel comfortable about that and I'll say this man the top of this class um I'm not extremely high on I have to be completely honest and so with the 24 25th pick I have to be that I think that if you draft a wide receiver at 25 you can get a very similar talent at 50. With that being said, I will say I do think they need a compliment to Justin Jefferson. The Minnesota Vikings this past year, they exposed themselves to being a, I would call it a surface-level team, right? Meaning that there wasn't a lot of depth, and that's what the, the playoffs force you to do. The regular season is surface-level. Can I use my couple good players to beat other teams week in and week out? Yes, but then when you get to the playoffs, the playoffs force you to have depth as a team because you're playing other good teams. They're going to force you out of your tendencies, which you want to do best. And they're going to make you do things that you don't do good. And, and we've seen the Minnesota Vikings, when you force them out of their initial game plan, there's not enough talent on the roster for them to be able to adjust and move forward and win 
at doing their second or their third best thing, right? And I think that's what we've seen the Minnesota Vikings come up short, and I think that's what they need to address in the draft. No, Keith, I, I completely agree with you, man. It, it's like it's, I loved it when you said surface level because they, the team just didn't go deep enough. And how you emphasize when you take that first thing away from them, two and three just didn't work out well for this team, man. And a lot of that protection, they're big on the run game with Dalvin Cook and, and, and Alexander Madison, who they just resigned. But for, like you said, they consistently need – corners they're going to get Lewis seen back safety that they drafted last year hopefully they can get Andrew Booth the the, the talented really corner from from Clemson healthy yeah um, and, and to our listeners obviously we wasn't doing this podcast last year I think he was a top three corner for me on my board we know Same. that he was injured but the athleticism the ball skills the competitive nature everything is there so if they get him back that's like a extreme boost to the secondary because that guy get him healthy talented give him the whole off season to really get back into being who he is and feeling comfortable in his body health wise that he can, and then mentally knowing this, this, this defensive scheme, right? I think that could be a, especially with Brian Flores, right? Then they, they, now I will say they, they just brought in uh Byron Murphy on like a two, three year deal from the Arizona Cardinals. Good, good, solid signing. So that could, that could adjust their, their, their needs early on. But I love how you said, Man, the receivers, you can probably get the same talent at 50, right? But I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw two names out there. If they were going to go receiver, Zay Flowers out of Boston College. I like that. And Josh Downs out of North Carolina. That's another guy I was thinking. And and I'm gonna tell you the reason why I can see greatness. Always so, on the same, on the same path. Uh, well, go ahead, tell me why, and then I, I have a follow-up question. Do you okay. think you can find those guys? Will they be available at pick 55 in the second round? So with, with with both of them, right? Zay's. I, I think the reason why I throw those two guys out because they're quick winners, and I think when you look at this offense, and I studied this offense all twenty twenty three, all twenty you know twenty twenty two season, teams geared up to stop your boy Jet, Jet right? They geared they geared up to stop Justin Jefferson, and it was until they got T.J. Hawkinson, it was no one else. K.J. Osborne yeah. wasn't a quick winner. T.J. Hawkinson coming in um, really helped alleviate some of the pressure, but the other receivers. Jalen Rager, rest of those guys, they don't win early. And, and, and with the struggles on that right side of that offensive line, you know, from center, right guard, and right tackle, pressuring, allowing pressure to Kirk Cousins, he couldn't get the ball out, you know, the way he wanted to, Keith. And I think that was a big issue. So it's like I think about getting the Zay Flowers and putting him at the Z and in the slot and move them all around, right? You got a guy that, that's a yak machine an explosive, dynamic space player. You get the ball in his hands however you want. Be creative with it with Kevin O'Connell, who I love what he's done offensively. And then Josh Downs, a dynamic slot receiver. If he's only a slot guy, Keith, I don't care. That's fine. Right. This is a four. This is a 5'10", 4'4 athlete who jumps 38, almost 40 inches in the vertical. So this is a young man who's an extreme, uh, extremely reliable receiver, but a dynamic route runner. And, man, I always talk about playing basketball on turf. You get him on that fast track over in Minnesota in that dome, he's going to route some guys up and just allow – if you want to try and bracket Justin Jefferson, I think those two guys will hurt you in a big way because Kirk Cousins doesn't have to hold the ball. He can play action, turn, find one of those guys quick, let them five-yard out, five-yard hitch. You do your thing. 
No, I agree, man. And we're talking about the Minnesota Vikings. Um, yeah, they, they need wide receiver. They need corner. And like I said earlier, man, they need they need to build depth, man. You can't be a surface-level team. You have to build some depth, man. And talking about building depth, um, I want to get into an AFC East team that uh, they had an under-the-radar signing, but maybe this signing helps put this offense over the hump. Built Bar is a protein bar, Keith, that tastes like a candy bar. 100% real chocolate. They have a variety of flavors. And I'm a fan, man. I, I learned of I learned of them. You know, shout out to our guys, Joe and, you know, Kyle, Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. They introduced me to Built Bar last draft cycle. And I've been so appreciative for that because this really helps Thing, but for, for guys like us, we work out a lot, stuff like that. You don't want to you want to eat, but you don't want anything with a lot of fat, calories, carbs. Built Bar can supplement that meal and, and give us a lot of protein uh, just in one candy bar, Keith. And, and it is easy to go get. Guys, you can go to your local Walmart, f- go to the uh, pharmacy section, find a four-bar box of Built Bar, uh, different flavors like cookies and cream and coconut puff and different things of that nature. Or you can go to Sam's Club and get you a 13 bar box if you are an avid built bar aficionado you can go and get you a 13 bar box so you could be set up perfectly but as always all you have to do if you want to just order it online and get some percentage off just go to builtbar.com and use our promo code locked on 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your next order that's builtbar.com use the promo code locked on 15 and get 15 percent off your next order the new england patriots signed Juju Smith-Schuster, right? Recent NFL Super Bowl champion, you know, who's on Twitter beefing with it, like A.J. Brown and some other guys from the Eagles. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a a slot guy, a a possession guy, a yards after catch guy, tough guy. Blocks well, all those different things. And that's a good addition to this offense. But, Keith, they still lack weapons. And I truly believe that with their first-round pick, they should still look at the wide receiver position. No, I agree 100%. Juju is – um a supplemental piece to the the big issue, right? Like in the big issue with New England, they don't have any guys that can threaten vert. Like it's still the same issue. They don't have guys that can threaten vertical, that can run away from receivers. The best of Mac Jones, even when we seen Mac Jones at Alabama, he had separators, man. He had guys that can flat out run away from defensive backs. And I think you have to surround him with more of those pieces. Like I am, this is my draft take. This is our first time listeners hearing this. In my opinion, they reached on Taekwondo Thornton. Right. You got what you got out of Taekwondo. I know he was injured, I think, for part of last year, but that's what you're going to get. Right. Like you need a more dynamic football player. I know he's fast, but he still needs to add dynamic elements to his game. So when you're talking about sitting at pick 13, I think they have um, pick 14. So you're sitting at pick 14. You're still in striking distance for a wide receiver like a Quentin Johnston, right? Like, I, I think Quentin Johnston, I think Cedric Tillman, you heard me mention before, I think Xavier Hutchison, the wide receiver from Iowa State. I think you need one of these big guys. And then if you don't go that, then maybe you can wait later in the draft and draft a guy from Arkansas, Matt Landers, who was, what, 6'5 and ran a 4-3. Or they may have to hit free agency, DP, but there's so many different elements to this offense that I think needs to happen. And we have to understand, too, that the New England Patriots – they're a very key moment, right? Because this is Mac Jones' third year in this offense, right? And you, yep. you know, so this it's coming up to where they're going to have to make a decision to pick up his fifth-year option or not. You need to know if you have a quarterback or not after the season. The way you know if you have a quarterback or not is that you surround him with weapons. And listen, Brady, right? Tom Brady was the truck of all trucks, like we like to say, right? This guy can pull an offense. Maybe Mac Jones isn't a guy that can pull an offense, but if you actually put – pieces around him 
you have a starting NFL playoff caliber quarterback, but the New England Patriots have to fix that. So they have to continue to address the wide receiver um, position through the NFL draft. And Keith, one thing that when you talk about being able to stretch vertically, yes, you got Tyquan Thornton, who is a what four three four two guy track kid, right? He he has the 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 actual athletic ability to stretch vertically, but I think Quentin Johnson will be perfect here. You know, I think so too. I think he will be perfect, Keith. Give Mac Jones a type of receiver. That I know a lot of people are down on, like, well, you know, he's six two, six three, whatever he is, and while he he jumps over forty, people want him to play more with the you know full catch radius, like he kind of goes up and body catches at times. And I agree, I've seen that on tape, but I've also seen him moss two guys with the full extension. So you know the phrase: if you can do it once, you can do, you it, can again. do it again. So yeah, I, I, I truly believe that while they're down on that, he gives Mac Jones one of those weapons at the X receiver position, where off that play action, you get one on one. And the guys, even with a Mac, throws that back shoulder fade, right? Because the body control for Quentin Johnson is real. It's legitimate, right? With the ball in the air, he can contort his body, make unreal catches. I think he had one against Kansas in the back of the end zone. I don't know how he came down with it. And he got, I believe he got two feet in. It was an incredible catch just showcasing the body control. So for me, I think Quentin Johnson would be a perfect addition to Tyquan Thornton, to Hunter Henry at tight end, and now Juju Smith, especially because they lost Jacoby Myers to uh, former OC Josh McDaniels over with the Raiders. So I think this would, I think Quentin Johnson would be a perfect complement as a true number one receiver for Mac Jones. I think they need to go get two wide receivers in the NFL draft, to be completely honest. I think they, you need to get one in the first round, and if you swing around again in the third or fourth round and there's still a guy with – um, you know, you feel good about or is a good value pick, right? Like you, you may have had him ranked, you know, maybe 60th on your board and now you're at pick 90, then you need to take him, right? Now, I think they should go two wide receivers in this NFL draft because even you look at the dynamics of Juju, Juju is an older wide receiver who was never known for being a, a, a straight separator, right? Then you have Tyquan Thornton, who's a vertical stretch guy, Ed Baylor, he ran a lot of Skinny post, vertical routes, that was his thing, right? And then I don't know if they still have Devontae Parker, but I didn't understand the Devontae Parker signing from last year is because you played against this guy for multiple years and multiple times every year. And to be completely honest, he didn't produce at a high level. So to think that he would come on your team and start producing, I thought that was a, a, a fallacy for the New England Patriots. So you look at this wide receiver. With the addition of Juju Smith-Schuster, so they should double dip into the NFL draft and go get one of these guys. Man, I, I know you guys, you, you talk about him, Jonathan Mingle, right? Like, that's a guy mm-hmm. to think about. Marvin Mims, the wide receiver from Oklahoma, is another, you know, slot guy that can be a vertical stretch guy. Jaden Reed from Michigan State, I think that's another wide receiver that can possibly be there in the third, fourth round. So there, there, there are a, a bevy of wide receivers that you may not have – top elite first round grades on but when you're talking about that third round that sweet spot man there's probably 10 wide receivers that can come off the board that you can say hey i feel good about you know drafting this guy along with a quentin johnston and a difference maker um for the wide receiver position keith it was a name you said earlier that I, that really resonated with me and that was matt landers from it was arkansas yeah big long tall super athletic kid right and he was productive. i think he had over 900 yards received so there's not right. a guy that just People don't know about him, but he's not a guy that hasn't been productive. Right. And, and we know that, unfortunately, Keith, and I say unfortunately because I hate it, like traits 
get you to the, you know, you, you we, we look for traits, right? But it's like production is what gets you drafted in the first round, right? So it's like if Marvin Mims had 1,700 yards receiving and 22 touchdowns with his traits, he's a first-round pick. Right, like it, it, that's really what it comes down to. If Matt Landers had fourteen hundred yards and fifteen touchdowns, right, and he would, or Matt Landers had the season that Jalen Hyatt had, who, truthfully, I would rather have a Matt Landers than a Jalen Hyatt. And we, we we'll get to him as we you know get into some of our other segments in the coming weeks before the draft. But I feel like Matt Landers. I would love to pair Quentin Johnson and have Matt Landers in the fourth, you know, fourth round, maybe bottom of the third, wherever they're drafting there. I think that you, you get two high-end, like, speed, big-body receivers, Keith, that can really stretch vertical, and he can develop now. And eventually, I'm going to tell you what I would love to do. If you do that, I would then kind of transition uh, Taekwon Thornton into the slot, right? And now you got three legitimate burners. With that run game, Ramondre Stevenson, they signed James Robinson, who was the um, he was a former starter for Jacksonville, um, yeah, prior that's to a, that's a know, good good running back. Very no, running he, back. he is. He just he just was hurt, I think, and, and he didn't get to showcase. Hopefully, he can get that burst back because he did, he he didn't have the same burst that he had prior to when he when he's traded to the Jets last year post Brees Hall uh, injury. But I I think I think they I love that idea, Keith. Go just double dip. Go get Mac Jones some weapons and see if he can you know reignite that that Heisman type of play that we saw at Alabama with Smitty and Waddle and all those guys, right? And Mechie and those boys. If he can get back to that, then you can feel comfortable <clears throat> picking up that fifth-year option going into, what, year four, right? And, and now, then after that, you can really assess, do we want to give him a long-term deal? No, I agree. I agree 100%, man. And look, that's talking about the AFC East, man. We're talking about one of them. What some people projecting to be the toughest division in the NFL going into next year with the Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, trade and potential signing. But, man, we're going to talk about one division that uh, everybody thought was going to be the toughest division last year in football, man. It might have a little bit of Broncos country. Let's ride. So let's get into those Denver Broncos, man, coming up next. The number one sports book in America is FanDuel. And if you're a new customer, that's great for you. You get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 as bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. All you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. You can bet on everything from money line to point scores, NBA-wise, threes drain. And especially, you know, you think about NBA bets for the week, you can do, um, you know, spreads, money lines, Point play, uh, player points, rebounds, assists, even get a, uh, a little excuse, exclusive two three pointers scored in the first three minutes of games. You can do a lot of different things with FanDuel's uh, sports book, as well as FanDuel allows you to combine your bets at a chance for a bigger payout with same game parlays. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Broncos country, I don't even know if you want to hear Let's Ride anymore, um, you know, after last season. But I will say this, you know, I was not a fan of y'all trading a first-round pick for Sean Payton. I don't believe any coach is that valuable to trade a first-round pick for. But I, I, DP, are we sure after Nathaniel Hackett? I, I, I might have sent three first-rounders. I'm not going to lie. I, I might have sent, like, like I, I was with you. And then when I seen Nathaniel Hackett, DP, Bro, I might have sent three. Hackett made it tough. I'm completely honest with you. 
Hackett made it tough, Keith. Like he really he made it real tough after that debacle. And bro, you get fired after one year. That's tough. That's tough, tough, especially with the weapons you had and everything else. But I think Sean Payton will be good for the team. I just didn't want to lose a first round pick. Right. But just looking at what they've done, uh, real quick, Keith, in, in, in free agency, right? Uh, you know, releasing some some key guys and and saving money, going going and and really upgrading on the offensive line guard and tackle and you know i've talked about this in our meetings over at the draft network during the season those were two of their main spots they needed to fix they brought ben powers over for a nice four-year deal from the baltimore ravens got mike mcglinchey at right tackle for a nice five-year deal from the san francisco 49ers adding depth and, and talent on the defensive line with zach allen and then getting another running back as well with samaj p Ryan from the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, who started and, and looked good in, in, in a lot of moments and spurts as a pass catcher, pass protector, and toting the rock, you know, whenever Joe Mixon wasn't in the game or if he was uh, hobbled by an injury. So I think they've done a great job rebuilding and retooling this team, and they're trying to go and add some more defensive backs like uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. They have two picks in the top 100, Keith. They don't pick, of course, because of the trades they've made with, with Russell Wilson and now, um, you know, with uh for Sean Payton, they're not picking until round three. They have the 67th and the 68th overall. So three, they have two picks in the top 70 consecutive picks. And Keith, I'm, I'm gonna tell you where I feel like they should go. I feel like they need they need to look at wide receiver. And I, and I feel like it's a big need for them because Jerry Judy had his first 1,000 yard career last year. No coincidence, you give him a competent quarterback, the young man can produce. Who he knew, produce, right? Yep. You know, there's a lot of talks about trading Cortland Sutton. I feel like that's a move they should make. Trade him. Go ahead and get see if you can get a second or even another third for this year's draft class because you're going to be getting Tim Patrick back. You got Greg Dulcich at tight end. But KJ Hamlin, man, dynamic, explosive, but injury-prone, Keith. And I feel like a guy like Tank Dell in the third round, you're talking about supplementing him and putting him in that KJ Hamler role. Where he, you know, and KJ's probably, you know, KJ's 4'3". He may be faster than him, but you talk about a better route runner, a guy that plays tougher and more physical, even though he's smaller, would be a small body receiver. I think in that first pick in the third round, I would go Tank Dell. About that matchup, like as far as team and prospect matchup, but I, I liked it, right? And I think it gives more uh, dynamic, you know, makes the, the Broncos offense more dynamic. And we know that when when – Russell Wilson was with the Seattle Seahawks. One thing he did was throw the deep ball well, right? This this is a guy that made plays off schedule, and he can throw the deep ball well. And Tank Dell, I mean, he's a deep he's a deep threat, right? He's a guy that can get vertical. And, and you, like you said, it's tough, man. When KJ Hamler is is in and out of the lineup, and so now it's Jerry Judy, and then Cortland Sutton, and then now you're trying to figure that out, right? Like you don't you don't have necessarily have the horses. Um, but I want to go back, DP, to the offensive line signings. We know it's not sexy, but it matters. So I would tell our listeners, you know, whatever team you're fans of, just pay attention to what your team is doing on the offensive line, right? You don't have to know how good, you know, like if this is high caliber and rankings and everything, but man, if they're signing guys and they're being aggressive to go fix the offensive line, it matters. The Denver Broncos was what I, I think I said this about another team on this podcast. They were a Madden team, right? Like the offense, like all, all of the things that matters on Madden, but doesn't necessarily matter in the NFL, right? Oh, we got a quarterback that's mobile. Oh, we got fast wide receivers. Yeah, but if you don't have an offensive line, 
those things don't work, right? And 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 I think that really showed itself. So them going to get an offensive line, man, it definitely matters. Them bringing back, well, Javante Williams returning from injury is going to matter. So in the NFL draft, man, we know this, this Broncos defense is loaded. And like you said, if they're able to trade Cortland Sutton for a third, even a fourth round pick, and they're able to get younger at the position, you add in Tim, Tim Patrick, and then now you have, what, three or four picks right in that kind of, you know, 60 to 100 range. That's exactly the sweet spot that we talked about in the last segment where you can find these wide receivers with really good value. And and I think that's where you want to live at in this draft. Like if you if you have multiple picks in the third round, you're in a good spot because you can find like valuable talent. You can find good football players. And I think the value is going to match the talent level. Right. Like you're, you're not going to be ahead or like picking ahead versus value versus your pick. So I think the Denver Broncos should definitely address the wide receiver position. Um, I look for the emergence of a guy like Greg Dosich because I, I think he's a really talented football player, was one of my favorite tight ends in last year's draft. Um, so they, this offense can get going and they can get some things going. But it's man, it's really fine tuning the details because you've seen the Denver Broncos last year. It was so many details that they missed out on and it resulted into loss after loss after loss. Keith, and, and even – I love that. And even going a little deeper, like wide receiver is big. I think even going corner would be uh, implemental as well or be pivotal as well because, yeah, you have like – uh, rookie Damari Mathis really played well last year, Keith, for yeah. a rookie. He, he was thrown into the fire early, man, and then no one really expected him to have to do that, you know, to, to, to start out um, and, and, and whatnot. But I, I like that move for them. Um, having him and having him really take over an opposite of PS2, Patrick Sertain the second, but also having Kawan Williams in the slot. You know, you have you know, you have a starting trio, but I would like to get a little younger, more athletic, maybe getting, you know, not just athletic, but getting, getting younger and getting a couple, get another dog in the room. And one of your guys from, you know, LSU who transferred to the Bama, I think Eli Ricks would be nice too here, mm. Keith, because I think you would have corners that can move around. And yeah. match and, and play mismatch or play matchups with, but his ball skills where you 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 you're dealing with Justin Herbert, right? You, you you see Patrick Mahomes. These guys will throw you some. They'll throw you some. They'll test you, right? And you want a guy that's gonna that has the mindset, the ball skills, but the swag, Keith. And that's one thing I always love about Eli Ricks. You've seen him. You've coached him. You watched him. This kid doesn't. He plays with ultimate swag, right? That confidence that if you test me the wrong time. I'm gonna make you pay for it, and he has the ball skills to do so. So I would love uh, with that second, you know, that that 68th pick, that you know, that second third round pick. Maybe you go a, a Eli Ricks in that situation to where now you have four legitimate corners that you can play at any spot wherever you want, and you can play a, a multitude of coverages. I like that. I like that a lot. They definitely not. I, I think about the safety position or more so the, the nickel position also. So I think about a safety in Christopher Smith, right? You're talking about somebody with that dog in them that could possibly fall. I think about another LSU guy, Jay Ward is another yeah. guy that's versatile, Um, has that dog in him. So, man, there's multiple ways the Denver Broncos can fill out this roster. Uh, with talented football players and, and they they have the middle round picks to where you find good value you go, you're gonna find starters in the, the the late second and third round now nah, for sure man listen guys we thank y'all so much for making locked on nfl draft your first listen today and, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now 
uh, for your second listen, you know, for your second listen, uh, go check out Locked on NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes from free agency to the draft, salary cap management and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise. Every Monday through Friday, find Locked on NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on podcast network as always guys we appreciate all the love find us on your favorite uh find us on your favorite audio podcasting apps go find us on youtube as well smash the subscribe download like button share leave us five star reviews and comments as always you can find keith on twitter at the talent code i'm damian parson dp underscore nfl come and join the conversation again on monday because this is happy friday come and join the conversation again on the locked on podcast network your team 